All right, so let's let's start with what we've been watching, as per usual. Um, yeah, do you yeah. want to start, or you want me to start? Um, you can start if you want. Yeah. Okay, so I, I watched Bad Trip. No, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we discussed um, it last week. Yeah. Yep, I I, I watched that. Um, really solid. Uh, like it, it, they, as much as it can be done in like a prank show, they balanced like. We are trying to have a story to make these pranks work. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like the most, it's like the flimsiest, just basicest, like, just like... Right. Bare but, own thing. But at, at least... I don't know, it, like, even just having that flimsy bare bones thing, like, worked for me. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like it, it, it just... It, it's just, like, more coherent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, that dude... Pulled the knife on them. Yeah. <laughs> they got out of there so uh, fast. Yeah, he, he they pieced the fuck out. Um, I I gotta say I did think it was gonna go worse inside that bar. Like oh yeah, inside we, we, the the rodeo like cowboy. Oh bar. yeah, you thought it was gonna be like more like a um because that one looked like I mean it's like yeah like a rodeo cow but it's like a family one right like it's not like a dingy cowboy uh, redneck one. I, I, mean, I think it, it's. I don't know. I kind of thought it was like a in between, like a nicer version. But I, I still don't think. To me, it didn't look like you'd bring your kids there. You know what I mean? There's like right, pool right. tables and yeah, and like a bunch of shit that I, to me is just like you know this is it's where a lot of real country people go to drink. It. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. got like the only two black dudes in there, like <laughs> wilding out. I was like, ooh, this could go south. Um, but it looks like it didn't. Um, mm. Yo, he. I mean, like, I'm sure it was prepared for it, but, like, my man jumped off the top of that thing into the fucking, he was, like, standing on the top, I don't know if it was the outtake or the actual, uh, like, movie, but he, like, walks across the top of the bar, Mm -hmm. and then, like, tumbles off the side into this, like, wooden stand. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, like, Eric Andre has, like, a lot of the, like... Like socially awkward shit, but that was the first time I've been like, I bet that fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's like a stunt stunt. Like even yeah. if it's like on some pads, it's so scary to like jump off a thing and into some fake wood. Yeah, because I one of those uh, stuntman react videos that Corridor Crew does. Mm-hmm. Like there was one that I think it was from the Matrix, and they I can't remember who it is. But someone goes flying into like a little wooden like booth, basically. Mm-hmm. And he goes flying through it, and it's like, they're like, all this is like pre scored, so it like breaks pretty easy, yeah, generally. But like, they show it, and they're like, but this went south because there's a piece of wood. If he's like sliding backwards, it's like roughly like neck level, and for some reason, it didn't break. So mm. like, he like ate that like right on like the base of his neck and his shoulders oh. as he went flying through it, and it's like. That's just, like, the simplest thing, right? It's, like, literally, yeah. like, we have all this wood that's going to break when you go it. You throw it, and they're, like, look, sometimes, like, you can do everything right, and, you know, sometimes it's still just risky because you're getting thrown into wood. Like, yep, yep, yep. So, like, him just tumbling off the side, I was, like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, But, yeah, it was solid. I do like the outtakes uh, it, at the end, you know what I mean, where they show yeah. like, people reacting when they finally let them know. Mm-hmm. Um, like that nurse, she's like I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It it it's solid. The uh, I like basically all of it. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's kind of like the movie that we're gonna talk about next, where like I think, like, for what it's trying to be and do, 
it's like the best thing you can imagine, right? Like, if you go, hey, give me a, a prank show with, like, a story that's, like, a fake story that's, like, a fake movie, but it's, like, a real prank show, right? And you go, it's this, right? Like, this is, like, the right. best you can do, right? And and if you try to ding it for something, you're like, well, what are you trying to ding? Like, there's nothing here. It wasn't trying to be anything more than this. So if you right. go, well, you know, I didn't really like the story going this way instead of that way, you're like, what? People were reacting in real time. The fact that they even got some of that to fall right. that way. <laughs> Right? Like, the yeah. fact they even got that army dude to, like... I mean, it's a spoiler, but it's, like... Because you're not, you're not watching for the story, right? But it's, like, you know, he got that army guy to give him that motivational speech, right? Yeah. You're, like, I gotta find somebody to give you a motivational speech on the fly to fit the story. <laughs> and you're, like, oh, well... Right? Like, so, so I'm not gonna ding the story or the movie for anything that it does badly. The thing that I would have dinged it for, maybe if it does it badly, like, the sketches aren't good or, like, the pranks aren't good. But, like I said, this is, like, the best version of that type of movie you can imagine right right and that's the thing too is that like you know there was a part of me that was like like the pranks aren't as like crazy as i thought they would be Mm -hmm. but then again if you're gonna try and fit it into any sort of legitimate framework you can't have like this super outlandish prank that's like what you know what i mean like you right right like i said like if i mean like in a show where he's like i'm a bird and he like goes into a hole he comes out naked running around right whatever right right but like for this movie, like, you can't, like, get fake shot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because <laughs> we need, like, actual reactions as they happen. Yeah. And it still needs to fit. Um, yeah, man. Dude, I was dying at the gorilla bit. That was so funny. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I forgot my phone. I gotta go back in. And he got his watch <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. The, the, the bar was, like, not, sorry, not the bar, but the, um, I don't know what it is. It looked like. Like a like a huddle house type place. That one killed me. You know what I'm is talking it, about? Is it with the lady? They, or they go, yeah, they, they, there's three scenes in that place. Oh, with the t- table in the middle, and she like comes out, or he yeah, she comes yeah, in, and they, then they come, come in, they and then come, she no. comes back in. Uh, or or maybe she gets no, there no, first. No, I think they get there first. Mm-hmm. They leave. She comes looking for. Them. They leave. Yeah. Or she leaves, then they come back. Yeah. And they're like, you better get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, oh, she's got a gun. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's solid. Yeah, yeah. But do you see what I mean about, like, kind of like it, it, it like, I, I tell people to watch it because it's funny and stuff. But, you know, I think you said this, and I think somebody else said this, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I can only take Eric Andre in a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, but this is, like, the most, like, honed in version of him, right? Like, it's the most, like, right. like, managed... like look. It was in Harness. a funnel. You know what I mean? They, they right, took exactly. all that shit and then just put like a really wide funnel and was like, look, we're just going to push it all in this direction. And, and it's got to fit right. this way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. 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 It, it was solid. I liked it a lot. Um. So, yeah. So, what what have you been watching? Yeah. So, like I mentioned last week, um, went back to the movie theater and watched uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, okay. So the the movie theater itself, like the experience, I mean, you know, it's. it's... I, I feel like I saw a picture, and I, I, you posted a picture of yourself at the movie theater, right? Yeah, 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 and um, I was like, I'm back. We're back in here. It's me and my girlfriend, Sydney. Yeah. Um, and it was good. I mean, it was a Friday night. It was, I mean, we were like some of the first ones to get in there because I wanted to, um, you know, sort of like be like, all right, get my spot. I don't want to keep. I always get there early anyway, um, right. and. It was, a, you know, it was full, but it wasn't crazy full. I would say it's, like, probably, the, it was probably sold out for whatever their seating capacity is. Oh, okay. And... I th- so, the picture you had, I guess, was before anybody showed up, and the reason I brought that up was because I was like, 
Nobody? I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people showed up. I mean, people, you know, like, I like to show up, like, during the pre-show, and most people show up, like, right when the trailer is happening, right? Like, there's people coming in know, right see, when the credits go. Yeah, no, I prefer to show up probably, let's see, because, all right, so if the movie starts at 4, I would like mm-hmm. to be, because if the movie starts at 4, right, like, if, if the, if that's the time you reserve for. Right. The, like the trailers usually four. start at 4, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I usually try and get there like 3.50. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, is about I think, when I try and get there. Yeah, I probably like, yeah, I think I'm maybe just like a little bit before, like a scooch before. But it's like that. Like, and like some people were getting in there like right at, at 4.15. No, that just stresses me out, bro. Because then it's dark. I'm like, fuck, I can't see shit. Like, I, yeah, I, and even I if gotta you have scoot by seat. people. No, nah, get the right. fuck out of here. I'm not trying to do even all that. Even if you have reserved seats, you're like looking down, you're like, oh, what's the letter? E, <laughs> F. Okay, okay, what's well, F? And then, oh, it starts at 1. Shit, I gotta go all the way the other way around. I have 14. <laughs> so you gotta go like, all the way down, all the way across, all the way back up. Um, so, th- th- yeah, and it was, it, um, it was nice to be in, in there again. Um, I don't know when I'll go back because, you know, there, there's no really any new movies coming out anytime soon that are like big that I'm going to be like, I need to be in there. I need to fucking be in, you know, be in there to watch it. And even small movies. I, I can't think of any that are like smaller that you, I really want to watch. You don't want to go to a movie theater and watch the new Mortal Kombat movie, bro? Oh, well, uh, if it's good, I actually would, if it's good. Yeah, only if it's good. Uh, if it's good, I'm in there. If it's like... You know, if I look at it and it's like 45% Rotten Tomatoes, I'm like, eh. This is going to be know. HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be HBO Max, yeah. But if it's like, I'm going to I guess I could go ahead and say right now, if it's certified, for, not certified first, if it's just fresh, if it's 60 or more, I'm in there. I'll go see it. Oh, shit. All right. Not even certified. Not even 70. I think it's 75 to be certified fresh. Not even certified fresh. <laughs> just <laughs> regular fresh. <laughs> like, you're like, <laughs> it's been so long since I've been to the movies, I've lowered my bar. I lowered my bar. I'll take it. Right, but you know, like right now, just don't let this tomato be rotten when you throw it in my face. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, because like right now, the smaller movies are like you know, like like shitty Liam Neeson comedy action movies, right? Like that kind of movie. Like uh, I feel like you were about to say comedy and like Like, shitty Liam Liam Neeson comedies. (laughs) (laughs) It's just him doing his bit from fucking what is it, Anchorman Two, where he's like the the. They do their fight. He's like one of the history channel. Oh like, yeah, like yeah. Uh-huh. Ghosts is just him doing that. It's <laughs> like the only comedic thing he's ever uh-huh. done in his life. Uh, I, yeah, I think he had, he had like one scene in Ted too. That's like what I think about. He's like, Did I'm he? gonna take this, and he's like, uh huh, okay. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah. So the movie itself, um, it was awesome. Like I really, really liked it. I mean, it like I said, it's kind of like Bad Trip. Right, like this is the best version of two monsters fighting the shit out of each other that can be sustained in like a ninety-minute to two-hour movie. Um, people, you know, I saw people say, "Well, like, well, just take out the humans, just leave the monsters fighting it." I'm like, "Yeah, but like, you gotta have something there. Like, even if the humans aren't great, they give you just enough to like make you be like, oh, they're go, you know, they're they're like your guides through this story, right? Like, I wouldn't want to just see Godzilla." swimming around for two hours right like at least right. give me like you know like a like, like kind of well like bad trip like a little flimsy story like right. more so <laughs> of a thing to follow um but of course you know people come for the fights and those are awesome and they look great and i think they they do a great job of both being brightly lit so you can, you can actually see what's going on unlike mm-hmm. the last godzilla movie <laughs> um but then also still feeling heavy i think um, I don't know. Did, did you ever see Pacific Rim Two? It nobody I did. did not. 
Nah, nobody did. <laughs> he said, nobody did. You <laughs> asked that question, immediately answered it on your own. You're like, did you see this? You didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like, yeah, but nobody, I mean, I saw it in theaters because I was like, yeah, you know, I, it, it's a big robot movie. I'll watch it, right? Yeah. And so then, um, the th- problem with that one is that the first one, it's like heavy, right? So when he punches him, it's like, shh, bang, right? Yeah. And like, and then the monster, like, takes his time, revs up, and then punches. Because they're so big, right? Right. And, and so, so, real quick, another corridor crew thing that I saw about that where they explain why it works is because they sh- they're they saying, like, because it's at such a large scale, it, it even when it's moving fast, it looks slow. Yeah. So, so he said the way they show you that, like, it's fast, but it still has weight, is they're like, they show this one scene where he goes to punch, and it looks like he's punching through a building. Yeah. And so he's swinging and it's super slow. But then once it hits the building, there's a camera in front of the fist, like looking at the fist and rolling backwards. And it's just like plowing through these offices super fast. And it's like, it's because like if a plane is going 60 miles an hour, it's going to look slower than like a a bike going 60 miles an hour. You know what I mean? It's just too massive. You're too far away from it. So, like, it shows it going slow, right? Because it's, it's got weight and it's huge. But then it shows you, like, up close at the fist. And it's, like, just blazing through this building. Like, you know right. what I mean? So, so you understand now that it's, like, oh, it's fast. It's not just, like, he's got this slow, weak punch. You know what I mean? It just gives it weight and speed. So, yeah. I'm guessing what you're about to tell me with Pacific Rim 2 is they butchered that. <laughs> they butchered that. So, they, they move, like, regular people in, like, the cities. Right. right, and so that that fits. I, I, I don't know. I guess it fits if you're. That's what you're looking for. But I, I think it it just automatically feels fake because it feels so light. Anytime right. a robot gets punched, he goes flying like thirty blocks, and it's <laughs> like okay, like that looks it looks cool and it looks realistic and it looks great, but then it looks fake, right? It right. just takes all the energy out of it. And I think this movie does a perfect job where like, um, it strikes a perfect balance where it still looks realistic. But, like, you know, you can have Kong flying around Hong Kong, and he, like, jumps on a building, um, but then he, like, dodges it right, whereas something like the first Godzilla, the one from 2014 with Brian Cranston, that's, like, in the dark, they try yeah. to, um, they try to make it so realistic. Like, you know, in, I mean, this dude, the movie, like, you can't watch it during the day. You cannot see what's going on at night, in, the, <laughs> in the climax. But, like, you'll punch one of the creatures, and the creature will, like, fall into a building and the building will just crumble because it's so heavy and big right and then he right. like takes like five seconds to get back up and then he punches kong and then kong, or not kong godzilla and then godzilla like gets the dirt you know falls into a building and the building falls on him and he's like oh my god right like it's right. like too i mean it's that's probably what it's gonna look like right. but it's it's too realistic where you're like all right well th- there's no like, extra to it Right. And to you know, to sort of to plug the quarter crew guys again, he says it's like you know when we watch these kinds of movies, what are we looking for? Are we looking for, you know, when when we try to achieve, are we trying to achieve like movie realism, or we are trying to achieve like realism realism? Right. And I think this one hits movie realism perfectly, whereas previous Godzilla's probably went for like realism realism. Right. Right, and and, and it almost doesn't work because again, realism, realism isn't going to have a giant fucking lizard shooting beam. Exactly, right. So it's like I think that's not really what we're here for. We we want it to not look CGI and just like weightless floatiness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, I don't, I don't need like 
I don't need to see every step leaving a crater in the ground. You can yeah. show me that once, and then, all right, it's understood now. Let's move it back to you. Yeah, yeah. And I was telling um, one of my friends about, you know, these kinds of movies. She's like, well, one of our other friends was saying on the group chat, she was like, well, I don't want to watch those movies because all they are is just CGI and, like, there's nothing to it. And I was telling her, I was like, well, the nice thing about this one is that there are, like, little, like, flashes of, like, cool, like, camera moves and stuff, right? Like, there's, there's one where, like, um, they're on the fighter jets, which I'm sure you've seen, like, on the trailers and stuff and, like, posters and shit, right? Right. Um, Kong lands on the back of the fighter jet and it, like, picks, it, like, causes the, the ship to, like, come out of the water at the front. And there's a jet taking off right when that happens. And you get this per- this awesome camera angle that's, like, fixed on the point, the cockpit point of the ship. And you see, like, the fighter, right? The fighter, or the, the pilot. And it takes off, and then you see Kong in the distance, like, it's smaller as it flies away. So that's, like, a, it's, like, a great little shot like that where I'm like, okay, that's, little, you know, that's inventive. Right. That's just, like, just CGI bullshit. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. um, yeah. I, I, I saw it on HBO Max. Um, I was, I was sitting here, like, trying to find a movie yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, we celebrated Julian's second birthday yesterday. So I was, like, early in the morning before we got done, I was, like, I'm gonna just turn on a movie till people get here, and then, <clears throat> but like, there's a solid chance I'm gonna have to step away from it. So I didn't end up watching, you know, Kong versus or Godzilla versus Kong because I was like, yeah. I'm gonna be upset if I have to step away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought about it, so I probably will end up watching that on HBO Max. Um, how long are they usually on there? Um, so for this deal for this year, it's uh, 30 days. So I think I believe it came out. March thirty first. You probably have until March, uh, April 4th, April thirtieth. Okay. Yeah. Then I'll 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 definitely give that a, a watch at some point. Um, I'm trying to think. So, with I think I think Mortal Kombat comes out April twenty third. Yep. Mm-hmm. I get I get my second vaccine shot April fourteenth. So yeah. So, you, so you go I, at the end of the month. So I might be going to see Mortal Kombat in a theater. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 I would say... Rub's hands like Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, if you get a chance, if it's good, go see that one, right? And then just right. watch Godzilla at home. But if it's not good, then I would say give Godzilla a chance in theaters just because it, the fight scenes are great and they right. look awesome. It's meant for a theater. Yes, especially the one in Hong Kong where, like, I don't think this is how Hong Kong really is. But literally <laughs> every single building is like has this, like, strip of neon um, do you know the, the building in Dallas? I don't know if you've ever seen the skyline. There's like one big, huge, tall building that has green and it like outlines the building perfectly. It's like a whole city of those. So um, I did actually see a tweet where I don't, maybe it's cranked up because, you know, we're trying to make a movie here, but yeah. apparently that is a thing, uh, to a certain degree. Like yeah. there, there's like a, I can't remember that. I saw the tweet and did not remember any of the information other than that that tweet existed. Um, but there is some sort of like light show that Hong Kong does, um, like like during that, and it's like a bunch of lights on buildings. I'm, I, it may be cranked up for the movie, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it is a thing that they do. <laughs> so so that yeah. is kind of cool, just to you know, for the sake, like oh yeah, look here we go. This all lines up, and then it looks better yeah. um, for a movie. But then also like just any I. I just feel like anything that requires any sort of scale um, mm-hmm. is always better in a movie theater. You know what I mean? Like, any time oh, yeah. where we're talking about things that are, like, grandiose, like, well, it needs to be in a movie theater. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sound, and you get like if you get like a good bass, you just get it like in your chair. You're like, fuck yeah, this is this is how it's supposed to be. So I would say, uh, yeah, if, if if Mortal Kombat's good, then I understand like you know watching that one and then watching the other one at home because it's gonna you know go away soon. Um, but if it's not, which I'm hoping that it, it is, because I do want to watch it, um, right. then then yeah, yeah. If 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 uh if if Mortal Kombat ends up fresh or certified fresh. Yeah, we should go watch it at the same time. Yeah, oh at the yeah, same yeah. place. Let, we should do that. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, uh, but yeah, I hope it's certified fresh. <laughs> if it's certified fresh, oh, I'm in there. It's like seventy five percent. Yeah, can you imagine if a Mortal Kombat movie comes out certified fresh? <laughs> I mean, that's a, there's no chance it's gonna happen, right? Like this thing's no, gonna no, be I mean, rotten, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of how I feel about um, Godzilla vs Kong. Where it's, I think it's certified fresh. It's like 75. I'm like, what world am I living in? Because <laughs> I feel like it's weird to me. Like I, I feel like I remember a time where like all those comedy movies we talked about loving, right? Like yep. the um, I can't even think of them. Like fucking like, knocked up. Knocked up and Step Brothers and I feel like those uh, came out and maybe they're not now. I don't really know how it works, honestly. But I feel like I remember all these movies coming out and just being like comedies are just never rated fresh. Like none of them. Like like for whatever reason, I feel like Anchorman was like rated bad. Fucking like knocked up, rated bad. Blah blah blah. When they all come out and it, maybe it's yeah. not anymore. Maybe I'm misremembering some of them. But like I feel like I remember like yeah, comedy's just never gonna be rated fresh. And like now I feel like. They've toned it down some where it's like, like now we're grading movies for what they are and not like, we're not like, we're not knocking them for shit that they're not even trying to do. You know what I mean? Well, I think we remember the good ones, the ones that got fresh because they're like the good ones, but there were plenty of like not great ones. Um, like that Kevin Hart, Will Ferrell movie. Wasn't it was like oh yeah when they get were in hard. prison get that's hard terrible. yeah 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 but that's yeah terrible. exactly so that's like it's like imagine all of those remember all of those kinds of movies but I feel like I feel like I remember there being some that were decent that like they were like terrible and I was like it's not that bad <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like I feel like there were probably some Will Ferrell ones that like I like if I had to take a guess I'm gonna say Talladega Nights is probably rated rotten but I think that movie's fucking hilarious like and it's just like it. It's goofy, it's ridiculous, but, like, in my head, like, it's a Will Ferrell movie. He's not trying to, like, yeah, he's not trying to win an Oscar, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. Let me look like, it up. I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say it's, like, I'm going to say it's 61. Okay. What are you guessing? Uh, what am I guessing? Like, 45, I feel like, is what it's going to be on Ron Six, Smith. I'm going to say 61. Barely, just the <laughs> bare minimum. Okay. Um, well, it's, it's, let me see. You want me to tell is, you? I just Googled it. Is, 71? 71. What the? I don't... I, there has Because I... Rem, maybe I just like some of the stupid comedies. Maybe that's it. Maybe I was like, some of these are terrible and I just like the terrible movie. Maybe that's it. Waiting? Do you remember Waiting with Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds? That, yeah. I thought that one was funny. 30%. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Like, because... And here's the deal. I can tell that's not a good movie, but it's still... Like, it, I think it does what it's trying to do. Right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... It's Ryan Reynolds. He's just making dumb jokes, and it's funny. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't know what you want from that movie to give it a 30%. Yeah. Uh, just Friends. Remember Just Friends with Ryan... Another one with Ryan, with Ryan Reynolds? Just, that uh, one's 42. That I don't remember that one off no. the top of my head. It's the one where he's in the fat suit, and he, like, loses the weight, and then he comes back and does the guess with the girl, and... Okay. 
The Ringer, although that one makes sense. That one's 40. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at Just Friends, right, from 2005, and then it has You Might Also Like, and you see they have, like, all movies that are similar, and you're like, damn, dude, the mid-2000s were wild. Wait, Just Friends is the one you were talking about you like to watch on Christmas, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. All right, so, yeah. And I think I said the same thing you did, which is like, I know it's not good, but, like, <laughs> it is what it is. Right, so, yeah, I'm looking, oh, yo, some of these movies are, that new. All right, so, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to transition from that, because I don't want to talk about some of these movies. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just, I feel like there's, I feel like scary movies for a really long time, like, and maybe scary movies were just bad for a really long time, but I felt like, like, horror movies or scary movies, they were like, all bad ratings, and then I remember like, off the top of my head, I feel like Cabin in the Woods was like, really good, and then it was like, oh, now we're starting to give these good ratings. (laughs) Right. But maybe, maybe scary movies were just bad, but it was like all we had so it was like if you want to watch scary movies you're gonna watch a bad one um, right right and <laughs> i was telling um sydney last night because they she was telling us about how she saw the movie the mist mm-hmm. when they were in middle school and I was which like, one's the mist it's the one with um thomas jane where uh they're it's like the stephen king grocery store yep mm-hmm. all right, in the grocery store at the ending and that ending hold on i understand that that movie's probably not good I haven't read the book, but from what I understand, the ending in the book, that is like the, that's like an amazing ending to write. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to come up with that idea, like, and that shit was a downer. You know what he's talking oh, yeah. about? Some movies being a downer. <laughs> like, <holy laughs> yeah, that's shit. what she was saying. Well, I was telling her, I was like, you know. Wait, well, they watched that in school? No, 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 Like at a sleepover. Oh, okay. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, I think, well, that's the thing is that, like, so, A, like, Stephen King has said he likes that ending better. He was like, holy shit, I wish I would have thought about that ending when I wrote my book. And then, B, I was like, when you guys, you, that was, like, one of the first ones that's, like, like you said, Kevin the Woods, Get Out, you know, her- Hereditary, where it's, like, it's, like, real, it's, like, an actual story with horror. It's, like, a horror movie that's, like, real, right? right. What you guys were trying to watch in middle school was, like... Happy Death Day, right? Like, right? You guys are trying to watch just like a light one where like there's like a killer and at the end the final girl wins, right? And you guys stumbled onto a movie about religion and what religion does <laughs> is changed by fear and what you know and shit like that. Um and crowds turning into riots, right? Like and then finally, you know, with like a fucking bummer ending, right? Like you guys were trying to watch like a fun one and you stumbled onto like an actual movie movie. <laughs> yeah, I just I remember like I was like 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 the weight of that ending i was like oh my fuck like <laughs> i mean spoilers for the mist which came out whenever the fuck it did but like the the mist the fog that's rolling through the town like i don't i can't there's like monsters in the fog right it's not that yeah. the fog is actually killing people it's just there's shit hitting in the fog that's killing yeah. people it's like Bro. they opened a portal to like another dimension and there's like um like just beasts like that oh that giant awesome behemoth that walks in front right. of them Right, but they fucking, he's like, it's like him, I don't know if it's his wife or just the girl he's with and like her son or their son, I can't remember, but like they're together and they're sitting in there and they're like, just don't, like I just, basically like I don't want to be like ripped apart, I don't want to be like, we're trapped here, Yeah. yeah, they ran out of gas, they're trapped here, like it's just going, like they're going to die, so they're like, so he kills her. Like, she wants, they're like, let's just, he's like, I'll shoot you 
shoot the sun and then kill myself. And like, like you know what I mean? Like this is how we'll like go out, maybe not with dignity, but like on our own terms, on our own terms and in a much less gruesome way. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Kills the wife, kills the son, army rolls in. Yeah. <laughs> Because he hears the rumbling. Because yeah. there's no bullet, right? So he like hears the rumbling and he gets out of the car and he's like, "Oh, a few sons of bitches!" Because he, <laughs> he, he feels the ground shake and he thinks yeah. it's a giant fucking uh, uh, monster, like, behemoth from like a dimension that if he sees it, he'll go crazy. And it comes up and he's like, "Take me, you sons of bitches!" And it's just like the army with like a tanks and Oof. like a group of people and oh god. So like, if he'd have just waited, they'd have been safe. <laughs> yeah, like two minutes. God, that's yeah. fucking awful. <laughs> Yeah, that's not an ending you wanted to sleep over. Like, what? Like, no, how no. do you respond after that ending? Right? Like, like everyone's just sitting there, like, you guys want to spin the bottom now? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Like, like, whoever, like, whoever lands on has to make a decision whether they kill themselves <laughs> or you. <laughs> oh God! Like, you watch something like Saw, right? And they're like, like after that movie, even as nuts as Saw is, it, maybe not the first one, but like, like. If you were stuck in this trap, would you cut your own leg off? Like, blah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You watch that, it's like, would you would you kill me to, so I didn't have to get murdered by a monster? <laughs> Please accept your fate with dignity. <laughs> God. That's a fucking downer. <laughs> oh, Dude, ruin that whole sleepover there. Like, let's just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um there is a twitter account i'm gonna plug right here um and then we can uh move on but it's called you know you mentioned saw and it's called saw quotes and it's like a guy pretending to be uh jigsaw but it's like okay. it's like a little tweak and stuff let me see if i can i want to see if i can find a good one um because uh, he just like tweets about like we he he like he, let me see it don't make sense when I find a good one I should have had these fired up. All right, I, real quick, I just googled saw quotes and the first one, the first one says, "If you don't come in ten seconds, I'm gonna release the poison gas." Yes. <laughs> you call yourself a girl boss. Well, to escape from this room, you have to break a different kind of glass ceiling, a literal <laughs> ceiling made of glass. <laughs> oh God. Uh. Jesus. <laughs> you call yourself a wife guy, but do you have <laughs> but do you have what it takes to be a life guy? <laughs> the key to this room has been surgically implanted into your spouse's bazungas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, the key's on the table. Use it or don't. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's um, amazing. Oh. Good. All right. So, um, but you know what? I I had a couple other things. I'll just push those. But I finished uh, just briefly. I finished season one of The Boys. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Do you want? Yeah. You want to wrap up the what we've been watching with this one, and then the next one we'll skip to next week. Sure. Um, yeah. This I was just gonna say. I finished season one. I'm. What's the word I'm looking for here? I am unhappy with the ending of season one because I, I for whatever reason, feel like. I'm not going to enjoy season two based on the ending of season one. Like, the season one ending on its own in a vacuum contained within season one, right? Mm -hmm. That ending's good. Like, yes. I, I, I like it. But if we were talking about this, and, and you said, you know, the show does some things to kind of, like, 
the show does some things to keep what I'm worried about from happening. Yeah. But but still, you know, without knowing that as I watched the ending, um I was like I'm just I'm going to get a whole season long version of just this like stupid cat and mouse because of like these these connections we have that like really shouldn't even be there. You know what I mean? Like I'm mm-hmm. I don't know, it's it's hard to say they shouldn't be there, but it like kind of feels forced to me. Even still, like right now, it feels odd, right? Yeah. Like, Do you feel like kind of like a Batman versus Superman thing where you're like, well, clearly one of them is like, why are you doing this one versus this one? One's a man, one's a god, man. Like, there's only so many things you can twist into a plot to make it. Yeah. Right. And so they were like, let's put this here. Bang. Like, and this is like the only thing they could come up with to like connect these two people where one can't just instantly destroy the other one. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, this is the only connective tissue we have. And so I'm like, this connective tissue that I feel like is just, like, a set piece. And, again, maybe in season two they'll flesh it out. But, like, right now I'm looking at it and I'm just like, I, I like, this is just, I don't like anything about this. I have two characters that I don't care anything about connecting two characters that should be at odds. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. like, like and, and now these two people that are being at odds... I feel like aren't going to be able to resolve this because of the connecting tissue. And it's like, I got like, uh, hold on spoilers for like two minutes, skip ahead two minutes. I'm going to make this quick, but yeah. like, I don't, I don't give a shit about the son, Homelander son. Don't give a mm-hmm. shit about butcher's wife really. Cause I don't know anything about her other than they thought she was dead and now she's not. So like Homelander's not going to be able to kill Billy, because, like, the it's the wife's husband. You know what I mean? Like, it's his, it's Becca's husband, and yeah. Homelander's son. I'm sure feels attached to Becca, so it's like gonna be that iffy thing, right? Because even as Homelander's like narcissistic, crazy as it is, he seems like like holy shit, I have a son, and I want to you know turn him into whatever I'm gonna turn him into. Mm-hmm. And then Butcher's not gonna be able to kill Homelander because. Becca has a son that she loves because it's her son, and he'll be devastated if he kills the dad. So I got these like two characters that I don't kill, like give a shit about at all, that are holding up roadblocks, like for this interaction, just because. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it just felt like when I saw them at the end, I was like, Jesus Christ! Like here we go. I'm gonna just have to fucking deal with this all day. <laughs> like, yeah. like it, it just I was bummed out. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting I, to see how season two handles that. I would say. That season two, especially with Homelander and Homelander's son, adds an interesting aspect that made me go like, oh, okay, show. Okay, show. Like, this is, uh, you're going somewhere that I like. Um, In a way that I think the first season doesn't even remotely touch. My guess is going to be that now we the home like Homelander's son is like you're a dick, <laughs> like, but it's like something like that. Something yeah, like and that. But he's like I'm you're my son, so I can't just blow your fucking eyes out the back of your head. But yeah, like, yeah. like I also it's, don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, it's the introduction of a new character and what they bring with them that I think adds a little bit of a hmm, interesting show. Okay, I like where this is going, especially with those two, right? Um, and especially with what Homelander is, um. But yeah, so yeah, so yeah, I, I think, like I said before, I think season two, I prefer to it, I prefer it, um, but I, I'm interested to hear what you think about what it adds 
Um, right. And also, you said there's another character in season two that's your favorite in the show. Yes. So, mm-hmm. and as of me watching season one, I don't know that person even exists. So, yeah. like, right. at, at the end of season one, well, no I don't one know. Oh, I was saying, I don't want to say favorite. Okay, I would say it's like very a very solid good addition. One. Yes, yes. So me as someone in season one, like I'm just seeing the pieces, like the other cast and crew of you know the group, right? Like I don't really. They're kind of at a weird standstill because I don't know what the fuck's like. I don't know where they're gonna go from here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I said I didn't really like the situation at the end, like with the very ending scene. You know knowing what I currently know, not what yeah. I know about season two. So like, it was just like a whole lot of stuff. I was like this, I, to me, this kind of seems like it should have got wrapped up, like ended, ended. And then like, now there's a season two and I don't really know how I feel about it going forward. But hmm. I, at this point I'm trusting the show cause I've heard it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yep. That's it. And then, the, uh, I started invincible, but we'll talk about that next week. Okay. Cool. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about uh, let's just talk about the NCAA in general, right? Yes. Um, so Baylor won its first title. Mm-hmm. They they not just won, they yeah. destroyed Gonzaga, <laughs> which is nuts because Gonzaga up until God the game right before the title game was a big right? oh, UCLA. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna say let's talk about that one because that <laughs> one was like excellent. Right. That that one probably is like gonna be like one of the all time games, right? You know what I mean? Like, every time they yeah. talk about the NCAA tournament, like, this game will get brought up along with, like, the Villanova Carolina. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, uh, I can't think of any other one. Like, Kentucky Duke. Like, right. Like, 30 years ago or whatever. And I think it's interesting because it's, like, it's not just that it was almost an upset um, because UCLA was 11 and Gonzaga was 1. It was that, you know, there's plenty of games where, like, it's an upset, but it's, like, the, the team, the Gonzaga team, the team that's, like, the higher seed, just, like, they were off, right? Right. They were just, like... They were off, and the other team like took advantage, and they just hit all their shots, and then that's why it was a good game. It was close. It was almost an upset. It was that Gonzaga was playing well, but UCLA was right there with them the whole time. They were right. going shot for shot, right? Like it was like ninety something to ninety something. So it was like a good game, like offensively, mm-hmm. but then it was also close. Um, and then of course the the um, Suggs' final shot to win the game that was nuts. Yeah, and. What's nuts to me, like I was, the reason I was so surprised about the the Baylor thing is that like, other than the UCLA game, Gonzaga was just destroying teams. Like it was like, oh yeah, like they weren't. It shit was not even close. Other than the UCLA game, I don't think they'd lost. They hadn't won a game by less than ten points all season. Yeah, I think someone, my dad was telling me that like their average margin of victory, it was either in the tournament up until the UCLA game, or like during the season was like 20 something points like like on just like turn on the tv if gonzaga's playing they're probably ahead by 20 something points by the end of this game that's nuts like right 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 that's fucking wild and i think you know we sort of um we mentioned the the discrepancy in terms of uh gonzaga being ready for the size of baylor when we were talking about like, you know, sometimes it's good that you don't play these teams all the time because then you're like, well, I can beat anybody on any day, whatever, right? Right. Whereas this is the opposite of that, where you don't come, you don't interact with big boys like Baylor on a consistent basis, right? And until you do, you won't be able to run into these types of teams, right? Until they move to the Pac-12 and play these teams consistently, 
they're going to keep, this is going to keep happening, right? They're going to keep running into guys, you know, like Baylor, like Carolina when we're good, like, uh, you know, Z uh, Duke when they have a guy like Zion, right? Like, you run into guys with, like, big size and talent, it's going to end like this every time. See, I don't necessarily know that's true, though, because, I mean, they were, they, in the tournament, they beat teams that should, like, USC. USC is not, like, the biggest, but they're definitely not, like, some whack-ass conference. Team. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. UCLA, same thing. Like, it, I don't think Baylor's any more prestigious than UCLA. You know what I mean? It's definitely not no, as prestigious as UCLA. But it could have, I mean, UCLA could have easily won. Kind of like, I mean, literally we said this, you know, I said this last week when, when, I, when you go into overtime, for me at least, it's a coin flip, right? Like, I think it's just like, you know, you get lucky. But but I think you're right. But, it, you know, I, I don't know. I think Baylor is just like, when you run into these elite teams, right? Like, you just sometimes look a little small, but. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I don't I don't know that I can attribute to that, me personally. Like, I, I, I feel like. And also, Gonzaga's, like, kind of done, like, pretty good in the tournament, like, for the past few years. Like, they, they show up and they they perform well. And this is the first time they were ranked, like, super high and they made it to the championship. Yeah. Like, usually I feel like they're, you know, kind of in the middle. They're ranked, like, at six seed or something. You know what I mean? And they, and they make yeah. a couple, they make an upset or two, and then, um, then they're out. But, like, I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see going forward, yeah, how that plays out. And and also the other problem, too, is, though, like, you can't, I mean, you can to a certain degree. It, it's it's hard to just, like, it's not like you can just say, like, all right, we're leaving this conference and joining another one. You know what I mean? There's a whole lot of right. fucking stuff, work that has to go on by and, and, and hope yeah. it works. But the problem is, is that you, it's this weird thing where, like, let's say even if they wanted to to play Duke in Carolina, right? Mm -hmm. those are if you're Duke Carolina why would you schedule that game like this school's not big enough to raise our profile you know what right. I mean they're not small enough to be a walkover you know like, like that's like Duke Carolina will schedule Kentucky every day of the week because like even if we lose they're going to be ranked high so it's not going to hurt us but like let's just say like Gonzaga is like a, a school that's on its way up but it doesn't have the recognition yet like why would we schedule that game like yeah. I'm not doing that because we might lose and it'll fucking like you know what I mean like yeah then we'll, well it'll Roy, tank us you know what I mean yeah well Roy used to he 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 likes doing that and it I personally didn't like it because I'm like well, what the fuck are you doing dude schedule rollovers schedule cakes okay because I don't want to deal with us losing to Texas for the one thousand time because you like scheduling Texas because it's good because they're not in our conference I don't want to do it I don't want to hear that okay Roy <laughs> so maybe Hubert Davis will actually you know he'll be like oh. Middle Mississippi, Tennessee, Polytech State. Yeah, let's schedule them and beat the shit out of them 120 to 40 or something. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I, just from Gonzaga's standpoint, like, if you're not going to yeah. switch co if you're not going to switch conferences because it's a pain in the dick, and, like, you, you, I imagine it's hard to schedule those games. You know what I mean? I, it's yeah. hard to get another team to agree to those games. Like, these big schools, I would mm -hmm. have to think so. I mean, if you're fucking Florida Gulf Coast, I'm sure you can schedule whatever the fuck you want because big teams would be like, no, we'll just roll over you. And mm -hmm. maybe you get an upset in there and you're good. You know what I mean? But, like, Gonzaga where it's, like, you're constantly, like, you're, you're not, you don't have the recruits and the stature to be ranked, like, preseason. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. at least at the time. Now they probably are. But, like, and, and we're going to schedule you and then just get beat and then, you know, 
because you're not a rollover. Like you said, with Texas, like, Texas is not good, but, like, you, I, you would not really want to schedule Texas, like. No. No, no, because they're, like, you know, anytime you get a Power 5 team, it's, like, well, they're not easy, right? Like, you know, Georgia Tech or, I don't know, who's, who's like, sort of middling in the in Boston College, right? Like, if you're a small team, you play Boston College, that's still ACC. That's right. still a different level than, like, other teams. So, I think anytime you play, like, Texas or what's, like, a middling Big 12 team? Oklahoma State. Like, they're not nothing. Right. right. Um, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, Gonzaga. Oh, in terms of um, you're saying you don't get the big recruits. I think this year is actually the, the beginning of a change for them. And I think, I think I so, this too. before on the podcast. I think getting a guy like Jalen Suggs, who's, like, a top-tier recruit, and then next year I think they also have another one. I think slowly but surely they'll be, like, I, I think there's they'll become more like a Duke. I think there's a difference between guys like the Gonzaga before, Butler before, where they get little, like, three stars, and then they build them up, where there's a difference between that and, like, a private, small private school like Duke that just gets the guys, right? Right. And I think that this is, like, the tipping point for Gonzaga, where they're, if they keep this up, it'll be, they're the new, I don't want to say they're the new Duke, but they're, like, in the new uh, sort of uh, tier. Where right, they're stepping. Push them into, like, a different level where you just, you don't have to build those guys anymore. You just get them. Right. Like, I, I, yeah, they're going to get to the, I do think they're going to get to the point where it's not, they're not a blue blood by any means, but like, they can just recruit who they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, like yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think of an example. I, I can't really off the top of my head. Like, yeah. Like, um, uh, like, uh, Memphis when John Calipari was there, right? They get Derek Rose. And I think if he would have stayed, they would have probably gotten the guys that he got at Kentucky eventually. Right. Um, and that's and I think that's the difference is that I think when that starts to happen in other small schools, those coaches usually leave, right? Right. Like when you start to get the recruits at Memphis, Kentucky comes calling. <laughs> and when you start to get the recruits at Texas Tech, Texas comes calling. Right. So unless Mark Few leaves, I don't see them not continuing on the path that they're on. Right. Also, just just for the sake of this, where is Gonzaga located? It's Spokane, Washington. Spokane, Washington. Okay. That's not a terrible place to have to recruit you. I mean, it's probably small. I feel like all college towns are kind of small, though. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's, at least it's not fucking... Like, I always... <laughs> it's in Idaho. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think, like, um, Bamani Jones, when he's talking about college football, he's like, that, that's why you leave as a coach. Like, I'm trying to fucking recruit people to fucking Idaho? Like, no. <laughs> like, who, who wants to go live there? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the moment that, you know, Urban Meyer starts to do well at Utah, Florida, Florida, yes, please take me out of here. <laughs> right. Like, it, like, I'm a good recruiter, but it's fucking hard to pitch Utah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, this, this fucking young, you know, this young kid who has lived in, like, a city is all, like, that runs a 4-4. Four, four. Like, I'm trying to recruit him to Utah over... Miami, you know, what I mean? like, like, <laughs> like, nah, he's gonna go to Miami, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, exactly. and, and like, um, the 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 best example of that not happening, and it also, you know, was a ton of fucking illegal shit going on. Was uh, what's his name, um, basketball, Michael Beasley, right? Because he went oh to Kansas so, State, he went to shitty little Kansas State. Yep, yep. And, like, hmm. and, and I think he secured the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, uh, um, 
But yeah, Yo, I, Michael I Beasley goes to Kansas State. NCAA, the NCAA officials are like, "Excuse me, all right, investigation." Like they, like they immediately like he made that announcement. They were like, "Send detectives." Like, <laughs> something happened. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, happened. this something is weird. Happened. Yeah, he. Ha- it's like weird when you see like on the list. Um, you know, they have like the recruits. It's like, oh, he was down to whatever, blah 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 blah. And you see, like, he was down to Carolina, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, and Ohio, um, and Kansas State. And he picked Kansas State. You're like, hmm, <laughs> one of these is not like the other, right? Like, unless you are from like Kansas and you have yeah. family, like, re- like, no, there's no way you chose this program. Exactly. I mean, I remember when Andrew Wiggins was coming out, and he he had he like whittled down his final four, and they were uh, UNC, Duke. No, they were UNC, Kentucky, Kansas, and Florida State. And you go, hmm, Florida State, that's a little peculiar. What's going on there? What the fuck? And then you remember, or you find out that his dad used to play at Florida State. And so you go, oh, okay. 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 Also, okay. even All still, right. Florida State, like, still in Florida. It's a nice, like, location. Like, people enjoy, like... Well, isn't it in Tallahassee? Yeah, but, I mean, like, temperature-wise. Like, like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you got... Kansas State, bro. Kansas. No one's ever been like, I want to visit Kansas for the summer. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like people would be uh, like, I want to go be in Florida for the summer. And maybe you don't want to be in Tallahassee. But, like, you know, it's still, like, warm weather. It'd be like, I'm trying to think. It'd be like going to, like, some shitty North Dakota place. Like, and it's like, yeah. I don't want to be in the fucking cold all the time with nothing to do. You know what I mean? Like, like there's a certain level of, like, I'm going to Kansas State. Like, excuse me? Like, ain't oh, no way you, you want to like hang Cleveland? out in Kansas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like Cleveland? You think Cleveland's cool? You real um, big into the Wizard of Oz? You you think? Right. You, like, we you never heard anybody Kansas. say I want a vacation in Cleveland. <laughs> hey, you right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like I said, I think you know, unless anything something dramatic happens, I think Gonzaga's gonna stay on his path. Baylor, I think most of their guys are gonna. Um, um, they're gonna uh, graduate, or they're gonna go to the NBA. So I think you know it'll be hard to replicate this. Um, but yeah, you know, it it was. I I thought that it was a fitting ending to a, a, a relatively shitty season, where it was like just like the worst. It was like a great game in the Final Four, and then just like the shittiest game for the championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of did turn out that way, right? Because because Baylor like was ahead and just it never right. They basically. Yeah, I mean, stopped. they were up. Yeah, they were up by like twenty to four, like. 10 minutes in, you're like, oh, okay. And then it just never really changed. No. Um, but yeah, we'll see how next season goes. I, I, I like the season, or like the, the toward the end of this sh- the tournament, because I think I mentioned in the episode a couple weeks ago, all of the teams were relatively newcomers. So I don't know if this, it's like a one-off where that that's like just because of COVID or maybe the, the stars lined up, that aligned. That's how it turned out. And then next year, it'll go back to the usuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. And if it's the changing, then it'll be cool to see, you know, good teams and in, in, Different places. Yeah. So, uh, next season, though, Huber Davis, UNC coach, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how, um, how are you feeling? I like it um, for now. I think it makes – I'm like, okay, cool. Everything, all the reactions I've seen are like, yeah, we'll go. Yeah, Hubert, nice guy. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we'll see how it translates to him recruiting and, and being a coach. Um, he already got a transfer from, from Virginia, so that's good. Okay. Um, what will surprise me, what will be the thing that I'm like, all right, dude, I am on board. Is if he can get um, <clears throat> the seven footer that decided to transfer that I mentioned. What's his name? Walker Kessler or something. Walker like that? Kessler. Yeah, if he can get him to come back, I'll be fully on board. Right. Because literally at the press conference, <clears throat> excuse me, he was like, 
Um, yeah, yeah. When I guess his like first one, his introductory one, he's like, yeah, we want Walker Kessler back here. Yeah, he's part of the family. We want him back. Like, we'll make it work. I'll talk to him. We'll reach out. Which I feel like Roy would never do. Right. He'd just be like, you know, he, he I, he's just a different breed. He's he's not. I don't want to say he's too proud, but he's just like not gonna do that. Right. Right. Um, like if I recruited you here, you came here because you wanted to come here. Yeah. And then you decided to leave a year later. Like I, I'm not. You've made this decision. Like I. Right. It's know. like all right. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what he would do. Whereas I feel like Hubert goes, oh shit. Oh well, I know the kind of generational talent you could be here. I want that. Right. Like he right. He, he sort of. You know, I feel like Roy. Probably goes all the team, all the players are the same. I'm like nobody gets special special treatment because we're all the same. But you have to go like, well, dude, like sometimes some of these players should because you know, especially if you're trying to start a, a new team, a new regime, like some of these guys are better than other ones, right? right? So if he can get him, I'm on board. I'm fully on board. If he can get him to stay, I'm like, you are you're the coach. I, I'm I'm with you. If he leaves, I'm like, all right, well then let's see how the season goes. Right. Um. But yeah, I, I I'm not like crazy. I'm like fuck yeah, let's go! Oh my god, this is amazing. I'm, but I'm also not like oh dude, this sucks. Oh brother, like this this stinks. I'm like we'll see how how it goes, and let's see if he can get Kessler. Yeah, um, I was gonna say something. I already forgot what the fuck I was going with. Um, lost my train of thought because I'm a clown. Um, <laughs> yeah. So UNC Walker Kessler trying to come back. Oh, what the fuck? First of all, I've never been more confused in my life because obviously I missed the NCAA rule somewhere, right? I missed an announcement that this was going to be a thing completely. I saw an article that said four-year starter Garrison Brooks transferring. And I was like, he started four years. (laughs) Like, what are you transferring for, bro? You can't play anymore. And then it was like, apparently this season, like, didn't count towards anyone's eligibility because... Of all the weird shit that went on. So, like, yep. even though he played this season, he didn't lose a year of eligibility. So, he's going to, I guess, trans... Also, if you're Garrison Brooks, why are you transferring? You've already started four years. You think they're just going to bench you? Like, now, yeah. in your fifth year? Like, what is going on? Like, Yeah. I mean, like, if that's what it takes for Walker to come, I'll take it. <laughs> um, as much as I like Garrison Brooks, um, like, if this, like, if Walker's like, hmm, I don't know. Garrison's there. He'll start ahead of me again. But if he sees him gone, I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Bye, Garrison. Thank you very much. It's not going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> do you no. think him and, uh, do you think, like, do you think him and Hubert Davis talked and they were like, we're going to try and get Kessler, ba- Kessler back and he was like, fuck this, I'm out. Or do you think, <laughs> or do you think, like, he just heard Hubert Davis say, we want Walker Kessler back in the press conference? He was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And he, he saw the writing on the wall, just like Roy Williams was like, I got to <laughs> yeah it's like when you're at somebody's house and then you know they're like trying to you know they're trying to kick out you like they're like all right well i'm getting pretty tired over here <laughs> i think uh, i'm gonna start cleaning up and you're like okay cool I, I, I sort of you get the hint right yeah you go like all right well i guess it's time for me to yo i've done that once and had a dude not get the hint and i was like i don't know what to tell you i legit <laughs> was like i'm tired i think i might go to bed and he was like <laughs> okay <laughs> and then just, I was like, excuse me, leave. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, right, because it sounds weird to be like, all right, man, well, I think you should leave, right? Because I think yeah. that just sounds like, it sounds like, I think you, you're pissed somebody off. I think it's time for you to head out. But there's no way, a nice way to say it. You just go, all right, cool. Well, like, 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 you know, all right, like, you came here at the same time as a bunch of other people. All the other people have decided it was time to leave. 
where is like where's this line where you don't realize it? <laughs> right, right. Unless we're having a conversation that's like super entrenched about something. Right, that's the it's thing. Not... It's like as long as we're still talking actively, like cool. But like if everyone else is gone and then it hits this weird thing where like I'm just watching TV and you're just here, you should probably leave. <laughs> you should probably get the fuck out of here. Um, but you can't say that because like I, re- it's not that like I don't like you and don't want you here. It's just like. Bro, everyone's like, moment, <laughs> it's, it's time, right? That's exactly how Garrison Brooks is. It's like, you know, Garrison, we, you know, you did a lot for us. You were the guy from like 27, not the guy, but you were like, you know, our, our rock in the, in the paint for a few years. We appreciate it. And we like you, but you know, it's, um, our plan was for you to be here perfect. four years. I know you now have another year of eligibility, but, um, our plan was four years. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. And he was like, oh, oh, does that, does that mean I need to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, I guess I'll head to the transfer portal. Uh, see you guys later. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just that is an odd thing. Like, like I said, I saw four year starter transferring, and I was like, what? Like, do you just not like the classes at UNC? And then it was like, <laughs> oh no, he can still play one more year. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, uh, I was like a grad so- transfer, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh, either way, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Carolina. If it's weird, because like, what what even is uh, God, what's, how do you pronounce his last name? Is it Baycott? Yeah, Baycott. He's yeah. like he might even leave, but he's still like recruiting for UNC. Like he might not even be there anymore because he's like testing the draft. Like, yeah, but like he's still like trying to get like Walker Kessler back, and I'm like, you're a weird breed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, I, th- I think he comes back. I think he's doing the thing where like you like just want to train and then and... see what people think and then know what you yeah, need to work it's... on going forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. which is amazing. That's such a like the NCAA did that so begrudgingly, and it's like this should have just been a thing the whole time. It has worked out great. I mean, it worked out great for Carolina in 2017. Uh, Justin Jackson, after 2016, he goes, I'm going to do that too. Um, and he goes, and they tell him, yeah, fix your jump shot, quicker release, um, and then you improve your three-point shooting. He comes back, he literally sets the season record for threes and goes to a national championship. Right. Or, like, and, that's, national championship. and that's like, that That works. It, it, it's better for the player. It's better for the team because then, you know, you have another outside perspective telling you what you need to work on, like, you get better. It's just like it's just the NCAA is like doesn't want to fucking release their iron death grip on like any sort of control. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the next step I think, of course, would be if you don't get drafted, you can choose to either go undrafted, you know, free agent, or you could decide to come back. Yeah, that would be the yeah that would be the next step. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like that I, one. I feel like would be a little trickier because of the agent part. Right, that's but what I was about to say. There, like, I under- there could be a way to do it where you like it's like. I don't know. There could be a way to do it. There has to be. The th- well, the thing is, it's all based on the fact that it, college players shouldn't get paid anyways. That's why you can't have an agent, which is horseshit. So it's like, part of me is like, I understand the whole agent thing. But then I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, why Why can't I have an agent? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, you want to pay me to play here? Like, just pay. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, anything else on the NCAA tournament anything like that you wanted to touch on um no just excited for next season yep and see hopefully it'll be a little bit more back to normal yeah uh yeah hopefully um yeah i I, so so i watched syracuse play houston uh in Mm -hmm. what was it the sweet 16 maybe yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and 
we got fucking demolished. Like, it, it's weird because, like, we kept it, we actually kept it close, but, like, it never felt good. I don't know if, if you ever had a game, like, where you watch it, like, UNC, and, like, like we're, we're always within, like, 10, but, like, I, I never feel like we're going to win this game. Yep, yep. I, I remember the, I can I remember the exact game. December 2014, we were playing Kentucky, and that was the Kentucky team that was undefeated with, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. And Carolina kept it, like, 8 or 9 the whole way through, but there are levels to that shit. And right. um, it was pretty visible. So, we were playing, and, like, what I realized is that for, like, a few years now, like, we just haven't had a good offensive player. Like, we had Malachi Richardson, who was good, and, like, but that's it. Like, and so, like, even right now, like, Buddy Beheim is probably our best offensive player. But, like, they, I was watching it, and, like, he could not get by anyone. Like, every single person on Houston was just, like, like, every matchup, Houston, like, our guy couldn't get past whoever it was. Like, couldn't make a move on him, couldn't do anything to him. And I was like, we were just overmatched at every position. And, and I think it's because... As it, it's it's a double edged sword because I think we recruit to run the zone extremely well and that yeah. does do us favors in the tournament. Like we will upset somebody because you're just you're not used to seeing the zone ran at this level, right? Like like other teams will break out a zone and it'll be good, but it's still only like a zone for a few minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We do this shit the whole game, and so we have to make it. We have to be good at it. You know what I mean? Like we can't just break it out to throw you off. Like this is just what we do. Um, so. Like, we recruit specifically for the zone. And I, I think that's why we don't get good offensive players. And so it's like the double-edged sword of, like, our defense always helps us out. You know what I mean? We always win games we shouldn't win. But fuck, like, every time you get one of these, you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, nobody on our team could do anything. Right. And it was fucking, like, every point we had that game was, like, somebody getting broke free on a screen and they just didn't switch in time. Like, that was it. Yeah. Like, if, if we didn't, like, get a screen... Or some weird action to make it happen. Like, nobody was ever going to be able to make a shot on their own. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck. <laughs> like, I watched every play just, like, break down to just some awful, like, contested shot. And I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Shit's no fun. And it didn't used to be that way. Like, because I remember when I first started watching college basketball and getting into it, like, off the top of my head, like, we had Andy Routens, who was a great three-point shooter and could, you know get his own shot a little bit Devendorf, jardine like blah, 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 all these guys and now like now that i think about it like i had we had malachi richardson yeah i remember god who was it i remember i was i can't remember who we were playing but there was a year where like our best player was uh michael michael benege who was like a guy that couldn't get playing time at duke like he was our best offensive player Mm-hmm. And and the thing was, our team was still better than him being our best player because again, we like the zone will get, win us games we probably shouldn't win. But like, I was like, there's no way we do anything good with this team. Like like, I the ceiling's there. I can see the ceiling. Like our our <laughs> best offensive player is the guy who couldn't get PT at Duke. You know what I mean? Like like, we're not gonna win it. <laughs> like why did we put this team together? It's just fucking frustrating. It, yeah. It's so demoralizing. Um, but hey, at least uh uh, what is it um. The, at least she didn't get Sydney didn't get her dad the shoes and then he watched them lose immediately oh <laughs> yeah and then, and maybe that's what was missing that's what it was <laughs> fucking uh, was it Marsh Blackman it's gotta beat the shoes um, <laughs> but yeah uh, so that that's the only other thing I could think of that I wanted to get off my chest yeah. um, the last thing we'll touch on 
probably is going to be the um, news of DMX passing away at age 50. Yeah. Just fucking disappointing. Yeah. Um, so, DMX... So, DMX, for me, has always been, like, extremely hard to quantify in terms of, like, where he's rated, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. his career is short. Like, like, it, like when you think of... Like, Jay-Z's been around forever. That's not a great example because, like, that's an exceptional level of, like, relevancy. Um, but, like, Kanye West, like, like you see the average length of a career. Other than, like, one-hit wonders, you know what I mean? You can see, like, like what a career should look like in this industry. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and it could his... be something, like, uh, are you trying to think of, like, another another musician that's like this? Where it's, like, they came on the scene, burned Super bright, it's, it's and then weird, just kind of. It, it is no no bullshit. It's just like whoever is. Let me see. Like whoever. I'm trying. Like, he his career was like the span of like a two hit wonder. Like, like had two big songs, but the thing was, it it's because he was putting out like he put out like two albums in one year. And it's like, bro, mm-hmm. what, what the fuck is happening? Like, it, he has, like, seven albums. It just so happens they all happen in, like, five years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like your career is super short, but, like, it, it, the peak is way higher than anything that happens in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, DMX's peak was, like, 50 Cent's peak. You know what? 50 Cent is a perfect example because 50 yeah. Cent fell off super quick. You know what I mean? But Yeah, like, he had a, yeah, he had a, what was it, two? Get Rich, Die Trying, and The Massacre. Right, but the thing is, yeah, like I saw the tweet that said that you know DMX, he his first five albums all went number one, and he's the only artist ever in the history of music that they charted to have five number ones as their first five albums. Yeah, he just fucking he came onto the scene and it was like, well, he's the fucking guy for like this short peak, and you know what I mean, like where like nothing could touch him, and then you know he was just fucking done, and, and like it's. It's just such a weird, like, it's hard to say, like, was he, is he underrated? And it's, like, probably a little, but, like, you know, was he, like, this all-time whatever? And it's, like, I don't don't know, because I feel like if you were, you would just naturally be able to have, like, you know what I mean? Like, more longevity to it, but either way, I do think he's, he's important, you know what I mean? Just like fifty oh, yeah. cents important to like if we if we're talking about rap as it moves forward, like he's right there with fifty cent level of importance, which is that like he came in and styles had to change. Like he was a thing, it blew up and it was like, Okay, well we're moving on. You know what I mean? Like same thing happened with fifty cent. Like his two albums came out, like, okay, now we're moving on. Like we see what this should be going forward. And you know, maybe yeah. he's not able to keep that up, but like, holy shit. It's it's the exact opposite of Jay Z's career, which is that like Jay Z has been like super relevant, like Jay Z has had really high peaks, but like it's just been like he's really good, you know what I mean, for like twenty fucking years, you know, right? <laughs> whereas like, was, you know, he was like whereas like DMX like he's the greatest to ever live for like three, you know, like yeah, I mean somebody said um I think it was. Uh... Shay Serrano on Twitter, he said, you know, there's not many years where the biggest rapper in the world is also the best. Right. And I think I think he said DMX did it twice. Right. Like 97, 98. Yeah. I, I, I went back and listened to It's Dark and Hell is Hot, which is his first album. Mm-hmm. Everything on that album is fucking great. The, the, 
First of all, intro, one of the best intro songs ever, period, on any album. Like that mm-hmm. that's easily top five. I mean it's 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 got so many good songs and they're all just fucking like aggressive beat your face in. Now yeah. Flesh of My Flesh was uh, Blood of My Blood is the second album. I didn't I was talking to my dad, he didn't really like it. I went and listened to it. I just think it's terrible beat selection. I don't know if it's his fault mm-hmm. or just what was handed to him. But like there's not a single song on that that's like it's dark and hell's hot. Like when you think of DMX you think of Rough Riders Anthem. Fucking uh X gonna give it to you. Party up, like these party super up, yeah. like high energy aggressive songs. There's not like a single one on that album. And I'm like, who? I'm not saying these songs are even bad, but if I'm looking at a DMX album, like if I'm like I'm gonna listen to a DMX album, I, I, like that's I don't want a whole album of not that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like you could throw a couple of these in here, but like I don't know why I'm not getting hit in the face with a mailbox right now. <laughs> and it's and it still went number one. Right, it still went number one. Just if anything, off the strength of the name. Um, but yeah, it's just, he, that peak is just crazy. And it, it, it is like the same, I, I think 50 Cent is the closest, you know, example of that, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, cause like really nobody that is just now getting into rap is going to give a shit about 50 Cent. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, they're, they're, they're maybe not, not give a shit, but like, it, it'll be hard to explain to people, especially with him, you know, being on social media, being a troll as much as he is. Like, it, it will be hard to explain that this dude was, like, the guy for, like... This was, in 2003, he was the biggest... I, 2003, that's after Britney. That's, that's probably, he probably the biggest musical act that year. Yeah, absolutely. You can go anywhere without listening to... Hearing in the club. Right, exactly. And so, like, that's gotta be, like, hard to explain to someone. You're like this the vitamin water guy, and you're like, yeah, like <laughs> this, dude, this the guy on power, the guy who, should... oh, yeah. he did, he killed, he did that shit. Yeah, he not, nah, he was fucking for real. Um, and the same thing with DMX, like, like <laughs> the guy that did Cradle to the Grave, like, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, was... yeah. I put that note in here because I, I actually really like that movie. I don't, I don't think, I think it's supposed to be, um, not a buddy cop movie but it's like a it's a two-hander right with him and jet lee right and i don't feel like they have much chemistry together and i think that's like just they just like that but then also they don't spend that much time of the movie together it's kind of weird when was the last time you when did, did you see it when have i have not it? all right so again here's here's what's funny so i told you julie's second birthday i was trying to find a movie i wouldn't mind stepping away from cradle to the grave is on hbo max i think mm-hmm. and i was like i might watch this and then I like looked it up, and I'm Rotten Tomatoes. I had like a twenty or a thirty, and I was like, Ugh. I was like, maybe not. <laughs> maybe I won't watch Cradle to the Grave um, featuring. Real quick, also, if you're making that movie, you're not. Te- How are you going to tell me that you, as the casting director, right? You were like, mm-hmm. DMX and Jet Li. <laughs> like, <laughs> There we go. That's 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 the duo. That's how we make this movie work, right? Like, like what the fuck happened? <laughs> and um, one of the action scenes—it's like about bank heist or something. But one of the action scenes, um, he has to escape from the cops or something, and he gets on a on a on a motorbike. Not a motorbike. On a four by four. No, what are they? Oh, what is it? Four by four. What are those little? Uh, Jesus like Christ! ATV? The, 
ATV. That's it. He gets on an ATV and like is escaping on an ATV while X X gonna give it to you is playing over the speaker <laughs> the, over the music in the. In the music. Yeah, so he said that he had actually made that song for his like fifth album or whatever. But like the director heard it or somebody making the movie heard it. It was like, no, nah, we need that on the movie soundtrack. And that like <laughs> he had like it was a whole negotiation of like whether that would work or not. So you know what? All right. So I just I just googled this to see. Um, yeah. Do you think Cradles of the Grave was made because so Cradles of the Grave came out in two thousand three, right? Mm-hmm. Do Rush Hour came out in ninety eight. Do you think they saw Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan working there like DMX and DMX and Jet Li? I got it. Like I, I did it again. <laughs> We're doing it again. We're running it back. And then they they saw that that Jet Li does not have the charisma of Jackie Chan like, <laughs> right. at all. And they're like, like oh shit. <laughs> that I'm had to be up. it, right? Like that had because also DMX not the charisma of Chris Tucker either. Right. Like, well, the thing is that it's like they they it's bought, like the knockoff, bro. They bought the they bought the great value version of right. Rush Hour. So so like so like, um, for Rush Hour and for Men in Black are the same thing. Where like you have one of the guys is like the the comedic one, like the funny one, and the other guy, while being the straight man who's like uptight stuff, he it's has a enough, little bit of charisma himself. A little bit of charisma or time. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Jackie Chan, he plays like the the up one one, but he he can be funny and in 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 Rush Hour and Tommy Lee Jones is fucking very very funny in Men in Black. He is great. Right. Um, Jet Li uh, is not going to be Jet funny, Lee bro. It's not going to be funny. He's not going to give you anything. But th- they got two of the same guys, which is like either one of them would work well. Yeah, stoic. Yeah, they got two stoic guys and put them together. It's like, well, you needed something else to go along with it. You needed the comedic guy or like the more easier guy. Um, <laughs> they're like, no, we got a, a black guy, Asian guy, and they're cops, and roll. Like, yeah. And then Jelly's Lee's like, thank you for helping me solve this case. And DMX's like, you're welcome. It's like, okay, well, it's just two of the same, right? It, <laughs> it oh, turned it, into Hobbs and Shaw, bro. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. I was like, that's the reason Hobbs and Shaw doesn't work, is because they're both the same character. That's what... T- um... <laughs> Cradle to the Grave. Uh, fucking Hobbs and Shaw is the sequel to Cradle to the Grave. Yeah, Fast and Furious presents... Hobson, uh, that's yeah, yeah, because we had talked about this because Patrick H. Willems on YouTube said that he's like the reason that Cradle to or that the reason that Hobson Shaw doesn't work is because a it is too fantastical that it doesn't it, it's it's not tongue in cheek or it, it's tongue in cheek when it should be straight to the face like straight face and then also you you have two of the characters that are the same archetype in like against one another and you're like well that doesn't really fit because your brain goes wait that's not right they're both the same it's the same person right right bro that that casting director fucked up so bad for cradle to the grave right like 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 he he had so all right do we do we between you and me do we think that he saw rush hour work and that's how he came up with this i he probably yes to an extent i think he saw he was like we need to put well, I think they were like, we need to put Jelly in movies because he was great. Right. Oh, he was in Romeo Must Die. And I think he was, at that point, he had been in the one. Like, he he needs to be in more movies because, you know, The Matrix had come out. You know, like, Hong, like um, Kung Fu uh, movies, martial arts movies are, like, in right now. Right. Right. Um, so we're going to bring one of the best guys to do it. You know what I mean? Jet Li yeah. is, like, one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, how, what else can we, like, what, they're like you said, so they're like, Continue. They're, they're saying like we need to put Jet Li in movies, and then 
you know, they were probably like, all right, so this movie's going to be like a, like a unlikely duo, right? right. <laughs> I feel like that's what the script calls for. And then I right. feel like, I feel like from there, right, they're like, we need to put Jet Li movies. The script is like an unlikely duo trying to get, like, work together to save this person. And, and like, to a certain degree, I feel like they had to have looked at Rush Hour as, like, it's an unlikely duo working together to save. So, you know what I mean? Like, like but I think they took the wrong thing from it. Like, like I, I just, like, you missed it by a mile. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I just, it's it's hilarious when you see shit like that you know what i mean like you you saw this example but you missed all the things that made it work and you were just like yeah there we go (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like asian guy all right let's just throw a black guy in there and just it's dmx dmx is also in 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 their head they're probably like dmx is huge too you know what i mean like we're gonna put the soundtrack (laughs) the music video is gonna be like um those old music videos where they would have like this um It'd be like music video, but then it's like intercut with scenes from the movie. Yeah, which it is also because I've I've watched the music video for X Men Give It oh. to Me. It <laughs> it's funny. It's it's actually not. It, it's both because it's it's him. Also, you should go watch that music video. That's the most O three shit I've ever seen. He's like, it's like all these crazy like explosions and effects like rolling around him while he's just standing there rapping. But then mm. like in the background, right? Like like there'll be like a glass pane, like, kind of, like, in the background behind him, just, like, flash through the screen, and he, mm-hmm. like, it'll be, like, gently driving and looking, you know, like, 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 it's, like, it's, like, a, it's, like, a picture of a screen that has him on it, kind of, like, it, not crystal clear, you know what I mean, because it's, like, a mad uh-huh. effect, but it's, like, gently, it's clearly seen from the movie, he's, like, driving and looking out the window, trying, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> and it's just, like, it's, it, you need to watch it, it's great, um, uh-huh. but, yeah, like, it, they just, they saw the casting, they're, like, they, they, they're like, DMX is huge, Jet Li is huge, just throw him in a movie. There's no way it can't work. Question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no way it can't work. And then, like, it, dude, the first day of filming, they had to be like, oh, this is fucked. <laughs> like, there's no oh way. God, no. There's no way that doesn't become immediately obvious that this whole thing's going to be bad. Right? But now right. you're like, well, we already have the people on board, so let's just push through and get it out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, no. They're like, they're like, at least X gonna give it to you. It's gonna be like one of the biggest songs of the year. Gotta let it help us out a little bit. Whatever we lose on the movie, we can make up in soundtrack sales. Up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Also, another thing that's underrated about DMX, mm-hmm. like, I, it's the same thing I talked about with uh, what is it? Um, I've talked about it a few times, but when a single becomes too big of a thing it almost becomes like separate from the album right separate from the album but even like on a grander scale like when you're saying like if someone asked you like all right so here's a good example here's a perfect example i had a friend who like never really got into Jay-Z, right? He was like, I just, for whatever reason, like, I, I just, like, the songs I've heard, I didn't really enjoy. And he's like, but I, he's like, so I never really, like, went out of my way to listen to any of his music. He's like, make a playlist for me, like, of, like, what you, what, if you were trying to get someone to, like, you know, know who Jay-Z is as an artist and like it. You know what I mean? It's like, I made this playlist and it's, there's a part of you that, like, you don't even want to put things like H to the Izzo on there. Cause like everyone knows this. Like, like, like this is just like, right, right. this is just like 
commercial garbage. And this is like kind of what I was talking about with a uh, finally famous, like Big Sean's first album. Like you, you think about my last, and you don't even want to acknowledge that song. Like it, it's it's become too much on its own. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's like I don't like Gold Digger. Right. You don't want to put H to the Izzo on that playlist, and you don't want to put like uh, I'm trying to think of something like Hard Knock Life. Empire State of Mind, like those, are, like, right. like Jesus right. Christ, you, yeah, you know that. I don't need to put that on it. But, like, if you step away from yourself making this playlist, like, there's no way those songs shouldn't be on there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. those were big because they were amazing, and this guy did them. But for still, like, for some reason, like in the moment in your head, it like doesn't even pop into your head. You're like, whatever. Like, that's a whole different thing. You know what I mean? Like, we're not talking about that when we talk about Jay Z. And I think DMX suffers from that, right? Because, like, your head, you don't go, like, like, in your head, all you can think of is, like, party up, and X going to give it to you. And so, like, you feel, like, he feels almost trivialized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you think about it the same way you think about a, like, fucking crank that soldier boy. Like, you're like, yeah, like, whatever. Like, it's just out there. That's a thing that blew up and got big. You know what I mean? Like, but that's not Mm -hmm. what we're talking about when we talk about the artist. But DMX had party up. Stop being greedy. Like, fucking with D. The, the, X going to give it to you. Rough Riders Anthem, and, like, you just kind of toss all those aside because they were so big, but, like, it's worse with DMX because there's only, like, a five-year span of, like, peak DMX, right? So it's, like, right, right. like, you throw those away, you're throwing away everything, and, like, the problem is that those were huge, and they were all so close together, so it is a big deal, and I think yeah. that's part of the reason why he gets, I think he's underrated, you know what I mean? Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, that makes in the next, yeah, yeah. In the next few years, he may be overrated, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, as tragic as it is, I, some people are going to, I think, overcorrect. You know, <laughs> right? I feel like that. I feel, uh, like you said, I, as terrible, terrible as it sounds, I feel like I feel like that's how it was with like Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. Great. And then everybody's like, "Oh my god, he's like top five Then they were all putting him like posthumously on their album. It's like you motherfuckers would have never even talked to him. <laughs> if, right? Exactly. You didn't consider putting him on your album if he hadn't passed. You know a good example? Uh, he, this is extra terrible, but like, if this person, you know, who I think a perfect example of is if this person died, people would be like, "Oh, he's a fucking goat," and you'd be like, "No," you'd be like, "The game." I feel like if the game died, people would be yeah. like, "Look at all the," because they bring up like the old shit he did with Fifty Cent and like alongside like G Unit, and they'd be like, "He was a fucking goat," and it's like he he wasn't though because like. Right after that is just a bunch of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So like, like I think Mm -hmm. like DMX, you know, I don't want to say it's all a bunch of garbage, but like that peak is so extreme. But like now people are going to be like, see, like top five dead or alive all time, and I'll be like, maybe maybe we should calm down a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was there. I I seen it. I I seen it. Yeah, but like, and and it's hard to say, but like. Yeah, I, either way, I, I think it, he is underappreciated because so many of those... It just happened so fast, yeah. It, it was so fast, and so many, of those, so many of those songs became such big things on their own. Like, like for example, the, the, when you think an ex going to give it to you, right? I don't even think about the song anymore. I think about the feeling I get where every time there's a gym playing, like, like in middle school, and you're doing something in the gym, and they decide to play music like that's on the playlist, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like... I don't even get the actual feeling about the song. I'm just like, it's this thing that is overplayed and is now just on there. You know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. but last night I like listened to it like, like it was the first time listening to it. Cause I, I, 
I haven't listened to that song in forever because I just kind of avoid it. But like I went out of my way to listen to it and want to listen to it, and I was like, mm-hmm. this shit's a fucking banger. Like, like it yeah, is like so it's good. Own, like it's a yeah, like uh, or like as a as a song that stands on its own, it's like. Yeah, if you can, Great. And you go like this if you can listen sense. to it. If you can listen to it in a vacuum where you don't have all the context of like how you perceive that song. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. again, my last on on Vic Sean's album is fucking. It's a great song, but mm-hmm. in my head, I heard it, it and only it on everybody's fucking playlist on the radio, fucking any station it was on there. You know what I mean? So like when I think of that song, I'm just like I don't I don't even like that song. Like, but. If I could remove myself from all the context and just listen to it, like that's a great song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what like X will give it to you is. That's what party up is. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's like they're so massive that like you think of all the things around it. But if you can take yourself out of that and just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna listen to this song to see if I like it. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're like at the end of it, you're like, that's a fucking banger. That's a ten out of ten right there. And I <laughs> a lot of DMX's shit is like that. Also, party up. Number one, mm-hmm. I think I've said this already on this podcast, the best edited version of any song ever, oh, bro. I think we were, we thought about, I think you mentioned that and we had thought about doing a list of like the, the best way that they're edited. Yes. Right. That one is so good. <laughs> like it's, it's, and it's because like, also what's funny is I feel like at the time it might've been out of place. But, like, it's so normal now for, like, rappers to just drop their ad-libs, like, all the time behind their... You know what I mean? Like, like, like every yeah, Migos yeah. song, Amigos in the background are like, whoo! Like, every other word. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, like, normal yeah, now. Yeah, times be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. straight up. Oh, yeah, it? yeah. It's, it, and it's, like, just battering you in the head in the background. Like, to yeah. the point you don't even really notice it a lot. And so mm-hmm. it's, like, specifically played up. But, bro, it it's so much... When they edit it, every curse word is either like a growl or him like woo doing like a Ric Flair. It's yeah. so over the top and amazing, bro. Yes, it's so good. Like, and it's hilarious because they don't do the like, they don't hit you with the ufks, right? You know what I mean? Like, instead of fuck, they're like, I'm a uff you up. You know, like, there's not that weird yeah. like twist. Like, it's, yeah, right, it's right. just ad libs and it's fucking great because like one of them, <laughs> the very first one that always pops in the head is he says something about like. The the quick I don't the line line before I don't even remember what it ends with off the top of my head but it's like quick right and he's like something something quick it's like and and that something something you. then you can suck my and so the next word is obviously dick but it, instead you you can suck my woo and I'm like every <laughs> time I'm like yes I love I it I just gotta <laughs> give a woo suck <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah because like and every time I'm in this spot I just gotta give a woo suck. And it's like, it's just so over the top and amazing. I love every bit of that edited version of that song. Mm-hmm. God, it's, it's fucking, it's. God. Yeah, it's so great. It's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go listen to it after this. <laughs> I haven't yet. I haven't yet for that reason. Cause I'm like, I don't, I haven't yet because I was like, I, I, like I, I put in the thing, like I, I'm, I'm, you have more exposure to him than I did. I, I don't think I've listened to his albums. And so it, it's all just appreciation for what he did. And so I didn't want to listen to it cause I didn't, I didn't want to be. Like you said, like those guys that put them on the album just because he passed away, right? Like I just wanted to appreciate and be like, you know, I like him. I don't want to listen to this song 24 times in a row because I, I feel like that's... I didn't do that when he was alive, right? Right. And so my exposure to him, it's weird because like I actually am not super familiar with like 
I'm not super familiar with any of his albums other than his first album, It's Dark and Hell is mm-hmm. Hot, which, to be fair, is the biggest one out of all of them. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the one where it was like, no, nah, you have to hear this shit. Like, that's him blowing up. That's him changing, you know, the, the landscape. But, like, I know that album pretty well. And then I just know the big singles. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, the if I were to just tell you to listen to five DMX songs, right? Like, just, it's going to be... It's Dark and Hell is Hot intro, which is talking for, like, a minute and a half. But then the fucking, when the actual, like, you get this, like, eerie beat that builds into it. and the, But once he starts going, it's fucking amazing. So the intro to It's Dark as Hell and Hell is Hot, Stop Being Greedy, Fucking with D, and then probably, again, like, I normally would just try and find something else. But X Go Give It To You and Party Up are just, like, you can't, yeah, I was you, gonna say, you, you can't not have those on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's... When I made my list for my friend with the, the Jay Z thing, like I, I had to step back and be like, all right, I'm putting H to the Izzo on there. Yeah, I'm putting this. I still didn't put Empire State of Mind. That has no. that one for me has turned into a different thing because it, one, it was huge, but also now it's just like commercials. Like 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 too many yeah. things have used that, and like now it's just like that's a whole just that's like elevator music to me now. <laughs> like, and it's like you you're not not like. You know, when you put up... The song was Michael great Jackson. when it came out, but I was not trying to fucking hear it. <laughs> <laughs> when you put a, a Michael Jackson compilation like that together, I mean, you're going to put Thriller on there, right? right. Like, you're not... It, it's the biggest one, but it's also, like... It's just, like, also, like, one of the best ones, but it's also, like, the, the, what it... He, that's what he is, right? Right, exactly. And I think at a certain point, you don't want to be, like, a hipster and be like, oh, you're too good for this. Because it's, like, at, at some point, it's like something is popular because it's good. Right. So, I, like, I didn't put Empire State of Mind, but that's probably just, like, a failure on my part. But I, I acknowledge that, but I'm not going to put it on that playlist. But no, you know I wouldn't I mean? either. But you have, like, I did put H to the Izzo. You know, you know, all right, so real quick, this is unrelated. But I think one of my... One of my early hot takes about rap music, right, is that I think I might have we we talked about this song on this on this podcast. I think Ninety Nine Problems might be the best rap song ever made. Like and so like it, like it's just like that's the one for me where like that is party up for me. Like I don't care how big that song got, that has to go on. You know what I mean? Like party mm-hmm. up is for DMX. Don't care how big that song got. Don't care how all over the fucking place it was. That's all, that was gonna be on there. You know what I mean? Like like and and like. But anyways, yeah. I think I think Ninety Nine Problems is probably the best rap song ever made. Um, that's like yeah. peak Jay Z. I've never heard anyone say they don't like the song Ninety Nine Problems. Never, never in my life have I heard right. someone listen to that and be like, eh. It's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> everyone loves that shit. That's antithetical to, to hip-hop. I don't like that. Yeah, so... Yeah, I've never heard that. Um, yeah. But anyways, like, my Jay-Z list had that, you know, Ace of the Zero, but then, like, I still got in, like, Lucifer off the Black Album, which is, like, a Kanye-produced, like, song that I love. And it is kind of yeah. big, but it wasn't, like, the other ones big. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. You find a couple of those in there. And so, like, that... that Even though it was only five songs, real quick, off the top of my head, like, the intro track is huge. Like... It's funny because, like, half the quotes where people were just, like, putting, you know, because whenever something like this happens, like, someone posts, like, someone will post a, a line. You know what I mean? Half of those fucking posts were from the from an intro track, bro. And I don't mean, like, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy 
track one is dark fantasy, right? It's mm-hmm. the name of the song is dark fantasy. This is literally intro. This does not have a name. It is it's intro. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. nah, this is a fucking banger. Um, but like, you know, intro, fuck it with D, stop being greedy, X gonna give it to you and party up. If, if you're gonna take yeah. any time to listen to any DMX song, just go with those five. Those are gonna be a solid, and also gonna give you like what DMX was. Like, I was listening, I tried to, like I said, I tried to listen to that Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, which was the second uh-huh. album, and like, maybe at the time it was good, but like, it has not aged well for me. Because like, mm-hmm. when I think of DMX, this is not the kind of album I wanna listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yo, also, have you seen the interview? It's a GQ interview with where he's talking about different songs. And the guy's like, you know, one thing he's like, you know, I don't think the interviewer is telling DMX. He's like, one thing I enjoyed about your music was that, like, you're angry and you don't try and hide it. He was like, I think a lot of people try and hide, like, you know, they don't, they don't ever want to show that they're angry about stuff. They always just want to play it off like, nah, whatever, I don't care. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. you're, like, actively angry about everything. And DMX responds... He says a couple things, but then at the end, he's like, yeah, I'm fucking angry. He's like, who, the, who he, this is my favorite. He's like, I think there should be music for however you want to feel. He's like, if you, oh, yeah. you want to feel worse, then I got, I got something for you to listen to. Like, he's like, and he says, who the fuck wants to be happy all the time? And like, that's the fucking most like, like he says it, <laughs> he says it so matter of fact. He's like, who the fuck wants to be happy all the time? And like, mm-hmm. how do you? What kind of life do you live where that's a statement that you stand by? Who the fuck wants to be happy all the time? The answer is everyone. Everyone would love to just be happy. Like, <laughs> like there may be extenuating circumstances where I can't fake being happy, but like, how is that even a thing that came out of your mouth? Who the fuck wants to be happy all the time? Like, isn't that the point? Like, isn't that what we're all trying to do? <laughs> yeah, isn't that what we're like, yeah, isn't that what we do like the... The fucking work so we don't, right like, yeah, like we, we yeah exactly like we go to work which we don't like so that maybe eventually we can retire and be happy all the time <laughs> in his response like who the fuck wants to be happy all the time and then he does this he goes uh, like he does this stupid smile like uh, it's about, yeah yeah <laughs> i'm just like what kind of life do you live bro <laughs> who the fuck wants to be happy all the time uh, always getting taken advantage of and i wanted to, that, that's what he says and i was like yeah yeah mm-hmm. but if you're always getting taken advantage of you're not happy what like what like i'm so lost <laughs> yeah but that's the most dmx shit i've ever heard <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh god yeah yep yeah. Hold on, let me. I'm gonna try to pull it up real quick because I, I sent it to somebody. Yeah, yeah, I think because I saw it too. I think it was it was on Twitter because everybody was sharing you know clips of him, um, you know from from the verses with Snoop or you know articles or old pictures of him just randomly being in places and. Right. So let's see. You know, we had a lot of fun down there in Miami. Third album. What? You know, when I get in the studio, it's a whole other situation. It's like fuck you, suck my dick, fuck out of here. Hold on, right here. Sometimes people want to feel worse. You know what I mean, they don't always want to feel better. Like, 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 however the fuck you want to feel, there should be a song that helps you feel that way. You know what I'm saying? That you can just ride to it and, you know, just feel like you want to feel. Who the fuck wants to be happy all the time? You can take advantage of all the time. Nobody can take you serious. Happy all the time. Happy all the time. Fuck out of here. That's 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 DMX, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly what we're talking about. Oh god. Alright, that's the episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um 
If you want to catch me, you can catch me at TMoneyBags on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, and I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. And if you want to catch the podcast directly, you can catch us at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us directly at DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. Um, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. See you guys. Peace.